0: Hi, it's Tony. On today's show, we'll check in with Chuck Todd to see if he's smarter than Reginald the monkey, and we'll talk some hot stove baseball with Tim Kirkchin. But first, as we always say, commerce.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe.
0: The Washington football team, they are terrible. They've lost twice to the Giants. The Giants, the Giants are 1-8 against the rest of the NFL. Tommy DeVito. <laughs> Tommy DeVito, who Jackson, out of should be in the, in the four seasons. Uh, it, it's, come on Just now. want glimpses of that necklace. Tommy DeVito. Um, you know, he stays, he lives at home. Yeah, His mom made him breakfast yesterday. It's a great story. This is General George Washington, and you're listening To the Tony Kornheiser show. The big news in sports is obviously that Kansas City cannot hold on to the ball. Travis Kelsey fumbled in the red zone, cost him at least three points, and the wide receiver had a wide open pass. Mahomes led him beautifully. They're going to win, and he drops the ball. Kansas City's going to win. That's ten points. That's ten points right there. Five drops? You know, they have five drops during the game. They're going to win that game. So I don't even think they should feel all that bad. You know, because... In most cases, they're going to make those plays and win conflate that game. not this
4: with the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, Philadelphia, right.
0: Philadelphia ought to feel good. They went on the road in bad weather conditions, and they won the game, and they won it the way Philadelphia wins it. Jalen Hurts is a very, very good quarterback. He does not make mistakes. He does not turn the ball over. Do I think that's the Super Bowl matchup again? No, because that so rarely happens. But that was a great game with, I think, less on the line in that game than you all might think because they – Philadelphia is going to be challenged by San Francisco and Kansas city is going to be challenged exactly by who we don't really know at the moment because Joe Burrow is out because Baltimore tends to give up the ball late in games. You know, we don't, we don't really know. So I'm going to move on to something else. Do you so, watch the Manicast? I know you only watched the first half. No, I, I, I stayed. So with you didn't the see Caitlin Clark? No, I saw clips of her though. Wonderful. She was wearing a chief's shirt. Uh, and then they
4: yeah. showed, they showed a, um, a video of Peyton and Eli playing knockout. And of course, it's the brother back and forth of the great Eli line about it's knockout, don't play defense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Eli's really, they're both really Secret wonderful. Secret sauce Eli. Yeah. They're really wonderful. They're yeah, truly wonderful. It is. The way he teases a question, just like quick question. Yeah, just do you remember the other day when I talked about Chessie eating the bagel sandwich? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. I talked about that. She ate the bagel sandwich, it but she was... took it out of the foil. Yes. She, she took it out of the foil, but she pilfered it. And knew she'd she done went, bad. She went up on the countertop and pilfered it, and it really angered me. And I said, Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> and she stayed away from me. I thought she had learned a lesson. Oh, she had not learned a lesson. Recidivism. Last night. She's checking the boundaries. <laughs> last night, Carol had prepared for me to grill, because last night was grillable. Tonight, with the rain, is not. She'd pref- prepared four Butcher Box hamburgers. Mm. They were up on a plate. Those are can't miss burgers. Yes, in tin foil, up on on a plate, on a counter. So the patties are formed. Patties are formed, and I went over to Michael's house last night to say hello and all of that, and I got a text with a picture of that same plate with one hamburger left and it said and carol wrote and then there was one she ate three the dog ate three
1: well she saved you one hamburgers i think that's the story she saved you one that's pretty thoughtful
0: i think it was because carol finally got over there and said
1: what are you doing
0: and she now she never ate she she's nine years old she never did this before.
4: She's trying to bulk up for the winter. She's yeah.
0: done this twice in three days. She's never did this before. How did you
4: learn a lesson not to
0: leave her alone? I think I learned the lesson to put food up too high for her. Yeah. On top of other things, on top of a microwave where she can't. Get to it, unless she successfully jumps from one countertop having to another. I'm Flashbacks
4: to when you used to put the uh, the wrapped brick on the trash can with Maggie, so she wouldn't get <laughs> right. into the trash because she already would, duct taped the fridge. Yeah, yes, because get, she could get into things. She was yes. a birder dog. Yes, yeah, she
0: was a smart dog. So, I, I, if there are vets out there who can help me with this. She's nine years old. She'd never done this before. Why is this happening now? She also, when I'm eating potato chips, my dad's chips, Mm -hmm. she just sits there, and I have to give her a potato chip. Right? She's like,
1: "Where's my cut?" Yeah.
0: (laughs) Now, now, vet will probably tell me this is my fault, that I did something to encourage this. Well, but she
1: never did this. Never. She never did this. Is she hanging out with different dogs in the neighborhood? Maybe a bad influence out there. I don't
0: know. From Paul Frambrady Frampton from Lindsay, Ontario, Canada. Your story about Chessie eating your bagel sandwich had me in stitches. The same day you told us about Chessie's sneaky snack, I also had it happen. I have a small dog named Gus. He's a pug, Shih Tzu mix. That's I Gus. just made some scrambled eggs with some cheddar cheese on top. I put the plate down, went back to the kitchen to grab a drink. When I came back, Gus had gotten himself onto the table, had a mouth full of eggs. My wife couldn't stop <laughs> laughing as I chastised Gus for eating my food. He proceeded to lay around the house for the next hour with a big stupid grin on his face. I still don't know how he got onto the table. And from Ethan Halsey, Willow Street, Pennsylvania. I have just one question. After Chessie ate the Bethesda bagel sandwich, was she thrilled? You know, it's just... <laughs> I don't know you what to thrilled. I don't know what to do about this. This is very disconcerting to me.
1: And you know, it's just it's very disconcerting to me. Now do you think this is just the first two times she's been blatantly caught? Uh, do you think she's been pilfering stuff over no, the years? No, I don't
0: think so. I don't think she's done that before. I haven't seen rappers laying around. I haven't seen like Snickers rappers or Reese's peanut butter wrappers laying around i mean she hasn't gone into the box she hasn't gone into the nuts.com box oh and now i'm thinking i better get that away from where it is now what if she
1: she eats all those things yeah what if she eats all those
0: things i opened up the apricots last night what if i go and i see there's no apricots left
1: well she seems to be favoring meat or meat sandwiches so you know it's disconcerting, it's scary,
0: and I need a little bit, little bit of help on this. We will come back. Chuck Todd, when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser.
2: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show.
0: This is a man named Clay Hollis. This is a song called Leave My Boots On. Newbar Stone, an old friend of mine, sent me the music that Clay Hollis plays and sings, and then we got Clay to give permission, and Newbar writes, I'd like to submit for your consideration two songs from Clay Hollis, son of a a longtime friend, but more to the point, a singer-songwriter based in San Antonio, Texas. I had the pleasure of seeing him perform recently at the legendary John T. Floor's Country Store in Holodes, I hope that's pronounced correct, Texas, and was impressed by his voice and stagecraft. I hope you find these tracks worthy of inclusion in the podcast, even though they don't stink. And, and... Nigel, listen to him. You love him. Yeah, I really you do. He's great. Clay Hollis. Again, leave, leave my boots on. He plays in Chuck Todd, and I got to do this intro. This week's picks with Chuck Todd and Reginald the Monkey... Are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Chuck was four and three last week, so he's he's moving along pretty well. Forty four, thirty one, and two. He's got the highest winning percentage of any of the four. Well, I should say that can't say four people. uh, (laughs) Three people and a a monkey who pick for us every week. And you won last night. That you shouldn't have won. I mean, to be fair, Kansas City should have won that game, right?
5: They they should have. It, It is. They've got to find, I mean, they've got to find wide receivers.
0: They yeah, you know what I to said to Michael this morning? I but said, Tyreek Brady, Hill makes that catch. Of course. Yeah.
5: But yeah. You, you don't even need Tyreek Hill, right? There's got to be something in between Mark, Marcus yeah. and, and and Tyreek Hill. This happened with the Patriots for a while. There was this period, you know, they had Moss one year, but then there were years you'd be like, Who's catching the ball for them? Yeah, and they'd still somehow somehow will their way there. I still believe Kansas City wins that game if it meant something.
0: I, like, I, I, I'm something not going to disagree them. with that. Uh, something you know
5: about them that knows how to, that somehow that guy he doesn't throw it to Marcus can't.
0: There's there's ten points on the table. There's the fumble by Jason Kelsey. Um, is it Jason Kelsey or Travis, Travis, Travis. Kelsey? Travis Kelsey. The fumble is by Travis. Undone by her not being there, Taylor Swift. Undone. Right. She's in Brazil doing a concert. But that's at least three, Chuck. And then there's the end that's ten. That's ten yeah. in the last quarter, right? Yeah. You know, they Again. haven't scored in the in the second half in three games. They haven't scored.
5: That's astonishing. Yes. That was uh, Andy Reid after a bye.
0: Yes. So, anyway. All right, let's get to this week. Uh, we give you the three Thanksgiving games. Um, Detroit- and Dallas traditionally hold games. I, I don't know about San Francisco and Seattle. That doesn't seem traditional to me. But we'll start with Green Bay getting 7.5 at Detroit. This is a division game. I think Detroit is undefeated in the division. I thought Green Bay was lucky to win last week. 7.5 and, seven and a half's a lot. But, but Detroit, at this point, needs, needs to win a game decisively because the last two have been very close and very late. Who you got?
5: By the way, all three. Thanksgiving days are divisional games.
0: That's right. It's um,
5: odd. It's kind of interesting, yeah. and and it and it sort of has me a little, I'm a little nervous about all these bets. Uh, I was looking forward to betting on Detroit because they were losing that game against the Bears, and they were going to lose, and you yeah. thought, oh, okay, they're going to turn it around on Thanksgiving. And and now I I, you know, as long as I get that hook, give me the Packers. Really? Yeah, I think that hook is. By the way, the the, the lines are just doing enough they give up a lot of points you can throw on them and and Jordan Travis Jordan Travis excuse me I got Florida State Jordan on the line yeah. poor Jordan Travis my yeah, household my said. wife went to Florida State oh the whole over. thing is a debacle yeah it's yeah we're not happy we're really upset do you know that uh, anyway, friends
0: of mine let me just interrupt to say this that friends of mine yeah. last night two different friends of mine said to me you're wrong uh, you're wrong assuming that Florida State is going to get in at 13-0 and 0 in the ACC champions if they do that. You're wrong. Oh, because no, if you are not wrong. Well, what, 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 if they're 13-0,
5: and 0, they're going in. Oh, the wait. Problem is just wait. They're not going 13-0. and 0. Just wait. Tell me why I'm wrong.
0: Just yeah. wait. Yeah. One of the Pac-12 teams is getting in. Washington sure. or Oregon, one of them is getting in. One of the Big Ten teams is getting in, right? One. And then what if Alabama beats Georgia. In the championship game, you know you're not going to put them both in. That's what my friend said. They're, they're both going in. Just so you know.
5: Listen, no, it's not true. TCU is the worst undefeated team in the history. Well, no, Cincinnati and TCU were the two worst undefeated right. teams in history. They both made the playoff because they were
0: undefeated. Uh, well, they, all, they also both if lost. Is, they lost badly.
5: Is, I so, understand this. So, so they it may not get in.
0: That bad, and TCU won a game. And they, they lost the final. Like all right, I
5: hear you, but they, they won one, right. so you can't sit there and say they... I totally... Look, I don't believe Florida State's going to go undefeated in the next two
0: games. Right, you think they'll but lose. But if they do, I don't know how you leave them out. Well, I'm just telling you what my friend said. You know, mm-hmm. I took I took right. your side yesterday. Anyway, hey, There's a right.
5: pass for Louisville if, like, teams yes. lose. But, you know.
0: Well, the wild card is Alabama-Georgia and, and what Alabama does. Washington is at is. dallas They've had this game a bunch of times, Thanksgiving game, Washington at Dallas. Washington's terrible. They're terrible. They're they're not as bad in their sport as the Wizards are. The Wizards are a biblically bad team. But Washington is plus 10 and a half at Dallas. 10 and a half. What are you doing? Let me explain what just happened. We lost power for a little while in the middle of talking to Chuck. We don't really know what Chuck had said right before we went off, but we were talking about Florida State, and Chuck has to make good with his own wife on Florida State. The rest of us can they live do. our lives, whether they get in or they don't get in at 13-0. and <laughs> So we move on with the betting. Washington, 10 and a half at Dallas. Yeah. Dallas has the capability of, of scoring 40-50 to 50 on anybody. They also have the capability of, of being terrible, but it's at home on Thanksgiving, and I'm thinking they'll probably be good. Who you got?
5: I'm going with the Costanza um, idea, which is to go with the opposite of what I want to go with.
0: So you're going to go right? with Washington. So I'm going to
5: go. I'm going with Washington. It makes no sense.
0: No, it does not.
5: It makes no sense. This is Costanza. It makes no sense. Right, right. the opposite. All right. I, I can't. I can't get it right. No. And you know, so it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I guess I'd rather rather be at the points. Okay. Uh, a little bit as well.
0: All right, the night game is San Francisco at Seattle. San Francisco has looked very good the last two weeks. Brock Purdy has looked very good the last Mm -hmm. two weeks. He had a perfect rating the other day. Seattle is a tough place to play. Now San Francisco knows how to play there because they're in the same division. But Seattle lost a game uh, that they should have won, and they lost it because they had to go to a reserve quarterback, Drew Locke, who was terrible, absolutely terrible, and went three and out three different times, allowing the Rams to win that game. San Francisco's minus six and a half on the road in a tough place. Who you got?
5: Yeah, I, I'm nervous about that Geno Smith injury. Yeah. I mean, three days, right? How much rest? Uh, that's, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, three. That's
5: not a lot. No. That's not a lot of rest.
0: Time. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's it.
5: Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I, I'm going with – I, I, I hate, hate betting against Seattle at home in a – position like this, but that Gino thing scares me, so I'm going to go. Alright,
0: that's guys. three road teams on Thanksgiving for everybody keeping track. We have Pittsburgh I at mean, Cincinnati.
5: Pittsburgh you know, is... Road, you realize the home field is just doesn't
0: matter anymore. Okay. You've noticed that, right? Well, I'm not as much as you have, but you know, <laughs> yeah. you've noticed it more. Pittsburgh yeah. is at Cincinnati. Joe Burrow is out. Pittsburgh can't score. Cincinnati can't score. Pittsburgh lost a game... They really needed to win, I think, against Cleveland, and they should have won that game. But they have no, they have no offense, and they faced a, you know, they faced a quarterback who wasn't any good and lost to them. And they're favored on the road. Pittsburgh minus one at Cincinnati, division game. Who you got?
5: Is this your under? You know, you've been pretty good under. at picking the bet the, the under the worst game of the uh, yeah. is this your under lock of the week?
0: Absolutely, because yeah. the under is going to be yeah. it's going to be thirty something. No,
5: that's on it, it. Yeah, this is they are becoming the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah, of pro football. Yeah, I can't how score. low yeah, I can, can, can can't Pittsburgh's score. offense go? Yeah, right. God, I can't. They're favored. Yeah, they're favored. I, you know, there's a part of me. There is a little bit of a trend when a team, you know, the first game after a major injury, they, they do sort well. Of rally,
0: they do well. Yeah,
5: they sort of rally, and then the whole thing comes undone. I can't. And throw in the fact that just there's just you Pittsburgh favored against anybody. I Give me, um, give, me, give me Cincinnati, another, another, uh, another
0: dog. Jacksonville, minus one at Houston. That's a division game as well. Houston is the surprise team of the year. C.J. Stroud is a lock for rookie of the year. D'Amico Ryans is a lock for coach of the year. Jacksonville's pretty good. They're pretty good, but, you know, they're just pretty good at the moment. Jacksonville, minus one.
5: This is I, I'm really intrigued on this game. Right? I mean I do feel like one of these teams is a pretender and one of them's gonna win this division and and, and and be the team nobody wants to face in the first round of the playoffs. Right? You'll be like, ugh, that's gonna be a tough but I'm not sure which team's the pretender here. Uh, I love I love this Houston team. Um but give me a, give me Jacksonville.
0: I agree with you. I'd go that way yeah. too. I agree with you. Cleveland. Getting two and a half. Best defense in football. Getting two and a half in Denver. Denver's turnaround is remarkable. They gave up 70 points to Miami, and in the next five games that they won, they gave up a total of 87. So it's, their defense is, is good now. But Cleveland's got a quarterback that you, you just don't know. You just can't possibly have any faith. They hired Joe Flacco this week. Because they have no particular faith, I wouldn't think in DTR getting two and a half at Denver. Mm. Who you got?
5: I used to wish I could drive a DTR in high school. Yeah, you know, an cool I car. DTR. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really good. I ah, uh, this is hard game. I I yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna bet on defense. Give me Cleveland here. I I, do, I don't. I don't trust uh, Russell Wilson against a good defense like this.
0: Okay. One more game. could be one.
5: Cleveland's Cleveland's defense can score. They can score if they have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Miles Garrett can score. Yes. They can do that. Uh, The last game we give you is Buffalo at Philadelphia. Buffalo had a very impressive win in the sense that they scored 32 points on the Jets' defense. Not that they held the Jets because the Jets just stink. And Philadelphia may be giddy having won last night in Kansas City. Um, mm-hmm. Phillip, Buffalo's getting three and a half. Buffalo's next three games are at Philly, at Kansas City, Dallas at home. If they don't win any of those games, they're out of the playoffs. They have to win one of those games, and they will not be favored in any of them. Who you got?
5: I can't believe I'm doing this, but I think I'm taking another underdog.
0: Taking Buffalo? I'm,
5: yeah, for the, for the reason you just stated. This is short week. They're, they don't need this game.
0: No, Billy doesn't. No,
5: every Buffalo's now playing. It, it's playoff football for Buffalo. Yes, right. Every game is a playoff game for them now. It's, I agree. That's win and stay in. So you, you, you might as well. It feels like you're better off being on the side of Buffalo.
0: All right. So you took six out of seven road teams. Just so you know,
5: who's the only favorite I took?
0: The only favorite you took? Well, Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville's the only favorite you took. And, and you're going to lose the Washington game. No Black gang.
5: Friday. No yeah. Black. You're not excited about. Well, how do you feel about the fact that Madison Avenue created a holiday? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Black Friday. We're talking about it as if it's you know Labor Day, as if it's Memorial Day. Oh yeah, it's the big Black Friday matchup. Anyway, this is. Are, are we not outraged?
0: I don't know. Oh, well, you know, my feeling Commercial about Black Friday is. Amuck? As, as, do we care about it? No, I don't. It's last year's items. You know, it's last year's <laughs> items. It's just its an invention. And, you know, as is Mother's Day, as is Father's Day, as is I hear you. Grandparents' Day. It's just nonsense. Yeah, I, haven't gotten,
5: I, don't, I haven't gotten anything for Grandparents' Day.
0: Well, I'll give you what the kids give me. <laughs> yeah.
5: No, yeah. I'll give it's a cold. <laughs> it's a, yeah, and get a cold. A radio interview. Thank yeah, you, uh, Chuck. All
0: right. Chuck Goodbye. Todd, boys and girls. And if we just gave you Chuck Todd, it would be more than enough. But we don't. We give you a monkey.
1: That's how we do it. See the monkey, case, scritch, 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 scratching Watching his iPad, smoking and laughing Hanging with Bud Grant, tap, tap, tapping On his purple attaché Nigel's going to the zoo, 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 zoo. zoo. Reginald's got the vibe, spying too Sometimes he throws poo, poo, poo He's had too much
0: Johnny Walker Blue. was two and one last week. Reginald had a winning week. He's now twelve twenty and one. So at least he had a winning week.
1: Yeah, he's still a, a ways away from Mount five hundred, but you know, every week gets him a little bit closer there. Who you got? So I went down to the to the National Zoo to uh, check in with him, and it was a big affair. He was throwing his annual pre-Thanksgiving his friendsgiving party with all oh. of his closest friends. Usain Bolt was there. Carol Burnett, of course, because the Tarzan, yell, got to be there, and uh, Michael Ruzioni, because I wasn't aware about <laughs> this. Ruzzioni. Did you know that Reginald played for the Whalers for no, five years? That. Yes, That's just so wonderful. Yes, Michael so, so a, lovely, <laughs> the a lovely gathering. But he took some time to go over these matches with me. The first one we gave him was uh, the first Thanksgiving match, uh, Detroit at home, giving seven and a half to Green Bay, and he showed me a lovely photograph of him ice fishing with Wayne Fonts, Joe Dumas, and Mickey Lolich. So he's going Detroit. He's going Detroit in that. I think I would go Detroit. Too. Too. They've As yeah, I said to Chuck, I yeah. think I would go Detroit, too. Uh, now, this next match is obviously a mystery. You can't get it right. No. Uh, it's Washington getting 10 and a half at Dallas. And this was a very interesting photograph he showed me. Him riding Harley-Davidson's right through Dealey Plaza with Tom Landry, Randy White, and Dallas. Ed Tall jones Going so Dallas. Tells me he's going to go Dallas. Doesn't care about the points at all. Yeah. yeah. Which So now, everyone out there, you, you're challenged because... Chuck always gets it wrong and Reginald yeah. always gets it wrong. So just ask the Magic 8 Ball. Now, this last one we gave him was uh, Pittsburgh on the road giving one at Cincinnati. And uh, Reginald Chimia, a lovely photograph of him at a big Thanksgiving dinner with Kent Tacolvi, Chuck Knoll, and Manny Sangian. There you go. Yeah, so it tells me best. he likes Pittsburgh in that match.
0: So we hope they both do well. Well, yeah. You know, we hope they But they had winning records. Both had winning records this week. And I always forget to say this. I need to be reminded. This week's picks with Chuck Todd and Reginald the Monkey have been brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. We will take a break. Tim Kirchin will join us. We're going to talk about free agency when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser.
3: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
1: It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. And this is Clay Hollis,
0: sent to us by New Bar Stone. Really good music. This is called Can't Get Back. Michael, if people like Clay Hollis want to send their original music to us and allow us to play it, how do they do it? Ooh, sorry about that. No worries. Send us your
4: music by emailing it to jingles at tonycornerzashow.com. A lot of early 2000s country vibes here.
0: Yeah. Clay Hollis. <laughs> it's really good. Awfully good. Plays in Tim Kirkchin. Free agency is, is with us. Um, let's start. I mean, obviously, the big question is going to be, Ohtani, but let's start with, with Nola. Um, he stayed in Philadelphia for about $25 million a year, something like that. Tim, was it expected that he was going to stay in Philadelphia,
6: um, Aaron Nola? I, I thought he was, although it didn't look good there for a while because they tried to get this done about a year ago and really didn't come close. But he's really good. They have a lot of money. He's spent his entire career there. He wanted to go back. So I'm not surprised that they work this out. I know, at plus, the Braves, let's say, if the Braves had acquired him, and they're in the same division. Right. You know That, in theory, could have changed things. So the Phillies have so much money to deal with. And they have Dave Dombrowski as the general manager, who is a big deal maker, always has been, I'm not surprised this happened. I think the Phillies needed this, and I don't think they're done yet as far as acquiring players.
0: Let us go to the mystery name, Yamamoto, the Japanese pitcher who is coming over here at this point, a seasoned player at this point. I think he's 25 years old. I could be wrong. How good is Yamamoto?
6: Uh, He's, from everyone I've spoken to, Tony, he's really good and will be really good immediately in the big leagues. You're right. He's 25 years old and that is critical cuz not too many free agents, uh-huh. you know, are are you know polished players at 25. He is. So if you sign him for 5, 6 or 7 years, you're going to get the prime years of his career. He throws, you know, mid to upper 90s. He's got a split from hell. He throws strikes and his numbers in Japan, Tony, are ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I know we don't them. care anymore about wins and losses, but he's seven and twenty seventy and twenty nine lifetime. His ERA last year was one twenty one. Okay, it's it's Japan. Still. So that's that's a really high level of baseball over there. My guess is he comes in and is a number one starter for most teams except for maybe You know, the Yankees, because Garrett Cole is the number one starter, but he'll be a number one starter in the major leagues, at least I'm told, right away.
0: All right. You mentioned the Yankees. Let's get to the intrigue on the Yankees. The intrigue goes like this. Brian Cashman, the Yankees general manager, threw what the kids would call shade at his own player Giancarlo Stanton. Giancarlo Stanton, of course, went right to his agent and said, you know, what am I doing here? The guy doesn't even really want me. He says I'm hurt all the time. And it turns out, if I'm not mistaken, the Giancarlo Stanton's agent is Yamamoto's agent. And without mentioning the Yankees or Cashman by name, the agent made it very clear. I'd rather rot in hell than sign this kid to the Yankees. Am I wrong on this?
6: Uh, Well, it certainly isn't a good situation, (laughs) uh, that's for sure. But if the Yankees, let's say, come up with the most money and give him an opportunity to pitch with Garrett Cole um, and improve the team otherwise, and it's the New York Yankees, I think everyone will agree he'll go to the Yankees. Really? Tony, I'm not saying he's going there. I'm just saying all things are forgotten when you come up with the most money and you give the guy the best opportunity. The problem is for the Yankees is that the Mets are involved right. and so are the Dodgers and so are the Red Sox and so are the Phillies and so is every other team that has money because everyone needs a frontline starting pitcher. Everyone needs this guy and it's the big market teams that are all going to be in on it and it's not going to cost four hundred million or five hundred million like Otani. It's going to cost let's say $200 million, right. and a lot of teams can afford that right now.
0: I would love to see the Yankees get him and see that agent walk back every <laughs> single thing he said about how it's hell to play in New York because they're coming at you 12 months a year, right? <laughs>
6: Yeah, Tony, look, I I see your point and yes, I it makes a cumbersome situation now. And I would not put the Yankees in the lead. I wouldn't put them in the lead from the beginning on this. Right. And they they did take a step backwards given where you know the comments of late, but again, if they have the most money and they overwhelm him, my guess is he'll go where the most money is as long as he has a chance to win.
0: I think I recall that a couple of pitchers, Sonny Gray, I think for sure, and maybe Blake Snell, are they free agents at this point? Are they the big names out there?
6: Yes, Sonny Gray had a really good year for the Twins. Yep. The the Braves are very much in the market for a starting pitcher, but so are a lot of other teams. So Sonny Gray is going to make a lot of money. He's, He's a really good pitcher. Blake Snell, of course, Won the Cy Young for the Padres. Second one, one in each league. He he didn't. I don't believe he averaged six innings per start. And he won the Cy Young. Tony, he has two Cy Youngs and no complete games (laughs) in his career. (laughs) Think about that for a second. When we look at where the game has gone and the how we have devalued starting pitching. Having said that, guy has tremendous stuff. His ERA was in the low twos. He could help any team. He's going to get a lot of money, even more than Sonny Gray, but they're both going to get paid.
0: You know, you mentioned all these teams that have a lot of money. Um, The team up the block from you, the Baltimore Orioles, they need a starting pitcher. I don't know how much money they have, but they're not spending a lot of money on a lot of people. Are they going to be in the market for a starter? They need one.
6: They need one. They need Blake Snell. They need yeah. Sonny Gray, and I don't see them getting either one of them. It just is not in keeping with where they're going with this team, and it's hard to argue with the yeah. direction. That's right. They made that remarkable jump last season, and then this season went from 83 wins to 101 and have one of the best young, everyday rosters in baseball with Jackson Holliday, the shortstop, on the way. He's going to be better than all those guys, I think, eventually. But they need a veteran starting pitcher at the top of the rotation to settle things. And um, I just don't think they're going to outbid some of these other teams that are really going to be in it.
0: Okay. Uh, Everybody wants to know where is Otani going. And the secondary question is how much of a discount if he can't pitch?
6: The honest answer is I don't know where he's going because no one else knows either. Right. But the the logical choice, logical choice is the Dodgers. The Dodgers have been saving money and not spending enormous amounts on players the last few years in order to make room for Otani. Just imagine Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman and Otani hitting one, two, three in your order for the next six years or something like that. It's, a devastating thought. So my guess is it's a comfortable situation and Otani has done everything that he's wanted to do in his career so far, except for win. And the Dodgers in theory will give him the best chance to win.
0: It is a remarkable thing that Shohei Otani, he does that new balance commercial. He's so unbelievably likable in that commercial. And nobody's ever heard him speak a word of English ever. And he is so likable. You know, the world is his oyster at this point. I mean, the whole world. Everywhere there's baseball, he's the most popular guy, it seems to me.
6: Yes. And it would be good for the game. And I'm certainly not going to tell someone whose second language is English. Yeah. To You need to get out there yeah. more because the game needs you and the... The money he already makes before he gets to this contract he doesn't need any more but he could sure do the game a lot of good if he got out there more and showed us that great smile and spoke to us because i know people who cover the angels over the years know that he's just not available they just won't make him available if he does become more available he, he'll make even more money, and the game will grow even faster. I'll get you
0: out of here on this. I'll go back to this question. Do you think that that wherever he signs, there'll be sort of a rider that says, it's this if you can pitch, and it's this minus if you can't pitch?
6: Um, he, I don't think there's going to be a minus here. I don't think he's going to get $600 million he will probably get 500 million but or maybe high four I think he's getting 500 million I think he's getting high fours with tremendous incentives built in if you do this we'll give you X amount more but I don't think he's going to allow anything in that contract that says if you can't do this right, we'll take money away from you I don't think any contract would be built that way either way this guy is going to be a star DH next year and then the year after, he's going to try to pitch again. He's going to try to pitch again. It should be fascinating to watch.
0: Tim, thank you so much. We'll be back whenever these people sign. Thanks, Tim.
6: Okay, Tony. See you.
0: Tim Kirchin, boys and girls. We'll take a break. Email and jingle when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser.
6: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must-not-take-yourself-too-seriously and 6-1-since-that-matters and what do I
2: even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to.
6: Download the new Bumble now.
2: This is The Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show.
3: Here comes Tony's mailbag. Got your email facts? and your notes Here comes Mr. Tony's mailbag
0: Gonna read some for all of you folks It's the great Joe Arrow, and we're grateful for that. You want to do the Bethesda
1: Bagels? It's like a sitcom
4: theme. Yeah,
0: it was like marching. We were all marching (laughs)
1: to the the store. It's lovely. Yeah, It's lovely. Thank you for that, Joe. And yes, Bethesda Bagels, we love them. You will as well. Just go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Then pop on in, my friend, and you will be thrilled.
0: That'll do it for us today, but before we get to the mailbag, let me just say, Patty Page and Summer Days on Old Cape Cod, Happy Times, Making Wine in My Garage, Country Shade and Lemonade, Guess I'm Slowing Down. It's a turnback back world with a local girl in a smaller town. You may not know those lyrics, because I'm not sure that this was a single ever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that it was. This is a song called Disney Girls. It was written and performed by Bruce Johnston, who has spent the last 50 years of his life as one of the Beach Boys. Um, he also wrote the song, I Write the Songs. <laughs> yeah. well, everybody thinks Barry Manilow wrote that song. Bruce Johnston wrote that song. Yeah. And he's a very, very talented fella. And as I say, he's been with the Beach Boys for over 50 years. And Disney Girls is a great tune. there's a lyric where it goes, you know, hi, Rick, hi, Dave, good morning, Mom. You know, it's just (laughs) wonderful. Yes. Thanks to our guests today, Chuck Todd, Tim Kirkjian. Thanks to our sponsors today. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey. Get the show through Apple. Please leave us a review. What do we got here? We got Brandon Costello. And he writes, every time I visit the dentist for a cleaning, I get the soft-spoken but heavy-handed hygienist. They always say, have you been flossing? Your gums are bleeding a bit, to which I always reply. You think maybe that's because you've been stabbing them repeatedly for the last half hour? (laughs) Ah, Brandon's life. From Roy Matthewson in Colorado Springs. Have you considered visiting Montgomery Wards? Or maybe see if they have your toothpaste at Woodward and (laughs) Lothrop. Then again, there's always the five and dime. Good luck.
4: Did you try Rodman's?
0: Um, Rodman's at least exists. These Rodman's other is things still around. Don't exist. <laughs> was, was it it's G- like Lord and Taylor? GC <laughs> G- some...
1: Murphy wasn't that a place on on w- Wisconsin forever? Yeah, it's gone. Yeah.
0: From Scott Lambrecht in St. Louis <laughs> Park in Minnesota. That's interesting. St. Louis Park, Minnesota. Hmm. I think there was a toothpaste specifically marketed towards smokers called Topol. Yes, I do remember yes, the name of there that. Yes. Was also the best toothpaste to use if fiddling on the roof. <laughs> Topol. <laughs> From <laughs> right. Gary. That's funny. From, yeah, you got to know the show. From Gary Friedman <laughs> in Bel Air, Texas. The person to whom I'm related by marriage solved the stand-up tube of toothpaste leftover amount. She simply cuts the end with scissors and slicks her toothbrush into the tube. Sticks it. Wow, she can do this for almost a week. No waste of toothpaste. I am impressed by the notion of the emailer yesterday who said gravity will take care of this. Yes. And it will keep coming all the way down and you're going to be able to use it. We'll see. I'm a couple of weeks away because, you know these last three weeks or so from harley griffiths the woman whom i'm going to be related to in to marriage by marriage in two months doesn't use toothpaste but toothpaste tablets the bite toothpaste tablet brand which isn't actually paste more like chalky tablets that you chew into a paste-like texture before brushing it around your mouth i love her and i can't wait to marry her but i won't be switching my brand loyalty from sensodyne to bite toothpaste (laughs) tablets anytime soon P.S. The wedding is in January in Chicago. Your invite's in the mail. And tell Michael it's 65 and sunny in Chicago. Not today, it's not. From Joe Voith in Chevy Chase. You and I are old enough to remember having watched the Mickey Mouse Club in the 50s, absolutely. One of the regular corporate spokespersons was a fellow called Bucky Beaver, yes, who endorsed, to no surprise, your toothpaste. He even sang the jingle, brush brusha, brush brush Use the new Ipana. I haven't thought of Ipana in so <laughs> many years. With a brand new flavor, it's better for your teeth. Yes, Ipana was big in the 50s. I've been using the same toothpaste, AIM. I hadn't thought of that for the oh, last I remember, 40 right? years. Yeah. On the advice of my dentist in the 70s, it's worked for me through at least seven dentists, including Dr. Majuli. Isn't that nice? From James Walsh, thank you for solving one of the daily battles we have with our youngest, a masculine child. My two boys have been listening along with me to the pod for a decade, 17 and 11 years old. Their favorite is to sing along with the Reginald theme. Well, We have all the struggles of raising boys at the beginning of the day, and at the end put your shoes on, you need a coat, eat your breakfast, time for a shower, 15 minutes of reading left. We do this every day, and of course at both ends of the day, brush your teeth. Our 11-year-old struggles with this one especially, well then Monday's pod opens his world to crest, tartar control, blue paste. Listening on the way home from school, I teach and both boys ride with me to and from school, he heard of your conundrum. Upon arriving home and hearing Mom was headed to the grocery, can I come? I need to see if they have Crest Carter-controlled blue paste. <laughs> yes. He returned triumphant. Heard from the bathroom that evening, mm, this is the most amazing toothpaste ever. Tony was so right. One small victory in the raising of sons. Thank you. Nine out of ten dentists and a doctor of humane letters recommend. That's very nice. James Walsh, Georgetown Kentucky. From Michael Stone in Cottage Grove. I don't know where Cottage Grove is. Do you? Anybody know where it is? do not Not sure.
4: Googling. Can't
0: yeah. say I thought I'd be sending a story about toothpaste pumps in, but here we are. When I, well, how long have we been doing this podcast? Is it really 10 years? Do you think it's 10 years? No, the no.
4: podcast is more like Podcast Five. version would be the fall of 2016.
0: Okay, so it's seven, seven years. Seven years, okay. wow. When I was a kid in the early 80s, my parents enrolled us with a product research firm. For about a year or two, we would get products that were likely to be coming on the market sent to us, and we'd use and review them. Many were just for the parents, and some others were just for the kids, but others were for all of us. And one day, a toothpaste pump arrived for us to use. I don't recall if it was Crest or Colgate, but we weren't rating the actual paste, just the delivery system. I remember almost none of the other products we reviewed. I remember this one, however, because after a few weeks of use, we sat down as a group to go through the paperwork, and we all hated it. Hated (laughs) is probably too nice a word. All four of us disliked the messiness of sharing toothpaste via this stupid system, and unlike a tube that would close up, and it is free of toothpaste on the outside, this contraption would drool down the side, making it not only messy, but irritating. We were all convinced they couldn't possibly market it, and then about a year later, or maybe only six months, there were ads for it, and it was in all the stores, with other brands quickly following. As a group of teenagers and parents, we didn't agree on much, but we all knew this thing stunk. And then it was all over the marketplace. Shows what we know. We are clearly a bunch of (laughs) rumdums. From Scott Jerome, Ph.D., in Fairbanks, Alaska, you can find Trest Con- Crest Tartar-Control toothpaste in the regular tube with a regular flavor in the sundry shop at Del Boca Vista. <laughs> <laughs> Florida. Please don't buy a place there, though, as nothing is available. That's very funny. I could drive a Cadillac. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, there are other stories here we're going to move away from, and we're going to use later
4: We're going to a different pile. Different pile. Let me
0: go to a different pile. This is a Monday pile. Joe Rizzo in Oak Hill, Virginia. Aquafresh Extreme Clean Whitening Toothpaste, Dry Idea Antiperspirant Roll-On Unscented, (laughs) and a recent convert from Dove Bar Soap to Oil of Olay Body Wash. From Mike Todd, not that Mike Todd, in Columbus, Ohio. Here I am in the deodorant aisle looking for arid roll-on. What the actual hell is wrong with me? (laughs) Yes, well, there you go. From Elliot Olshansky. Okay, so it's pretty well established that toothpaste is the new game. How does one win exactly, since in the immortal words of Herm Edwards, you play to win the game? (laughs) It's very true. If scoring is based on the number of tubes in use at once, I think I could be a contender since at any given time there are as many as four different tubes of toothpaste in our bathroom. The woman to whom I'm related by marriage is not especially picky about her toothpaste and usually uses some type of crest whitening, but our first child, a masculine child, insists on brushing with crest kid's strawberry toothpaste Well, our second child, also a masculine child, will only brush with Origel Kids bubble fruit. Not fruity bubble, mind you, but bubble fruit, usually from a paw patrol tube.
4: Yep, I know that toothpaste quite well. Did did the kids use this? They used to use that one.
0: Okay. This leaves me, and more often than not, I will brush with whatever rejected kid flavors left over, most recently Colgate watermelon. The real game changer, though, Michael, take note, is the Oral-B Magic Timer app which will play music and slowly reveal a picture from a Disney, Star Wars, or Marvel film or TV show as kids brush, providing an incentive to keep brushing for the full two minutes. Gone are the days of having to practically wrestle toothbrushes into young mouths, replaced only by the occasional fight over the app's various bells and whistles. Best regards from Suffolk County, where I still miss the crest-whitening expressions, Citrus Blast toothpaste.
4: Never let my kids know about that app. One. The two, the hammer makes, uh, lets you know that every toothpaste is too spicy. I'm not sure how that's... Uh... Spicy? <laughs> yeah. we well, every... sriracha toothpaste? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I still have to brush some of the teeth. And right. the, the toothbrushes have little lights on it that let you know when you're done. We never hit the light timer. I'm out of there. Eat it out.
0: Okay. Uh, Dina in Damascus. Tuesday, November 21st. Is that next Tuesday? No, that's today. That's today? That's today. Today is the third anniversary of Chuck and Roxy's podcast. How do the, they have 5,000 podcasts? <laughs> if you wanted to give them a shout out, that would be nice. If not, just read my email and say that you don't do that kind of thing. Yeah, we
1: don't do that sort of thing. No,
0: we do it for them. <laughs> Jeff Barger in Hillsborough, North Carolina, frequent emailer. Now we need to know how Scott Hansen pronounces pecans and Lake Orion. By the way, everyone I know in North Carolina says pecans, as in James Conn. Look they, how they have pronounced this word. I imagine Don Vito saying, "Yes, look how they have pronounced this word." Uh, Jack Erie, Pennsylvania. Your Al Jolson reference on Monday reminded me of this exchange some years ago. We're in San Francisco for my cousin's wedding. The lobby, of the old downtown hotel we stayed at, was adorned with photos of famous people who had stayed there. Upon checking in, my dad remarked to the front desk person, "How interesting the photos were." The man's reply: "You think that's interesting? Al Jolson died in this hotel." <laughs> that's sort of interesting. Um, who? let me see who this is from. Harris McConnell in Dallas, Texas. First time, long time. As someone who defines themselves as an AARP member stuck inside a 25-year-old's body, your rants on everyday items and love for music from what I would consider to be um, the golden age never ceases to make me happy. I wanted to share a story that resonated upon hearing the experience that Wilbon had with John Travolta. When I was seven, Accompanied my father to Reno, Nevada for what is known as the Reno Air Races. Yes, think of NASCAR, but in the sky around pylons. I've seen those. They're That's remarkable. wild. remarkable. Yeah. Being in the aviation industry, I knew my dad would be introducing me to several people who flew. What I didn't know was that he was there to deliver John Travolta his new plane he recently purchased from my father's company. Travolta was to pick up the keys to the plane. I don't even imagine. keys? keys. Yeah. I just the keys to keys. the plane. You got yeah. keys to the plane, kids? Yeah, it's under the keys map. Keys to the plane, enjoy some of the races, then head back to his Florida home located on an airstrip. After meeting Travolta, shaking hands, and completing the deal, our plan was to hop on a commercial flight home. Instead, Travolta looked at us and said, Fly with me. I can drop you all off in Albuquerque, which was home at the time, on my way back to Florida. (laughs) The next thing I knew, the commercial tickets were canceled and we were on board with John Travolta, riding back for two and a half hours in his brand-new plane overlooking the Grand Canyon, en route all the way home to New Mexico. He was so kind, generous, and had no sort of persona that a Hollywood star of that magnitude normally has. So glad Wilbon had a similar experience when running into him.
4: Nigel could have used John Travolta on one fateful night many years
1: ago. Yes, I could have to yeah. get me home. Yeah. Unlike a certain, so, swims. <laughs>
0: unlike a like certain swimmer just kicking, just kicking you out of the car.
1: If you're out on your bike, time to everyone, as always, do
0: wear
6: white. Okay, we wound up 5-11. and 11. Not very good. <laughs> Not very good. Um, but, but there was some worse than us. I guess that's one positive way to look at it. We weren't the worst team in
1: the league. <laughs>
3: tone Can I We dropped the tailgate and threw back a couple ice cold cans Just some good old boys, Friday night Some homegrown smoke, one porch light Wishing I could hit rewind to go back in time To picking her up Daddy says get her home by 10 We were too young is living quick Falling fast Days you can't get back family tree and that's all